blue wire. Rosen traded to the Dolphins. I couldn't be more excited to become a Dolphin. Rosen looking down the field, and his pass is going to be caught for the touchdown. And running around, circling. Oh, look out! Brachowski didn't have the angle. Welcome, everybody. We're back. I told you we would be back. And today on Fin It to Win It, uh, I got a really cool concept, uh, something that I think a lot of you will really enjoy. Uh, we are going to do a seven-round mock draft for the Miami Dolphins, courtesy of the Draft Network's mock draft machine. If you're not familiar, thedraftnetwork.com slash mock dash draft dash machine and this is something that my company uh, TDN has uh, debuted in February of last year and uh, we we really love what it enables draft fans and football fans to be able to do which is serve as the general manager listen let's not pretend anybody who hops on to Madden these days and does franchise mode. Like, you don't sit there and play out 16 games. You do fantasy drafts. You sim the seasons. You do free agency in the draft. Well, this gives you the opportunity to do the draft of the real draft uh, and, and be the general manager for your favorite team. And for the teams that are not under your control, there's an algorithm that's based on team needs, which we as a staff define and the predictive board that we put together. It's really cool. And uh, we're going to put this to good use today in looking at the Miami Dolphins in a seven-round mock draft. Now, mind you, please, we do not assign compensatory picks until they are officially announced. So we're going to get through this draft. There's going to be 12 picks, and somebody out there is going to say, where in the hell are the Dolphins comp picks? They're not here for a reason. <laughs> it's because we don't project them. We assign them once they become official. So knowing that Miami does have compensatory picks in the bag, it's not something that we're going to be able to display for the Dolphins at this point in time. But we fired up the machine, and uh, the Dolphins are on the clock as we speak with their first pick, uh, looking at Joe Burrow's off the board, Chase Young is off the board. So you get into a little bit of a conflict here, because if you don't buy in to Tua Tungo Viola's health, then you start to kind of question, okay, what does it look like if... The Dolphins choose to go somewhere else with the first pick and then look to quarterback elsewhere, whether that's later in the first round or in 2021. You get some pretty exciting combinations. And for the sake of this exercise, I'm going to forego drafting Tua Tungo Viola with Miami's first pick because I think there's a moderate feasibility that this is something we could see materialize but also and more importantly I think Dolphins fans should be prepared for all potential outcomes so when I look at the board and some of the names that are relevant for the Miami Dolphins Derek Brown defensive lineman Auburn man I know we just drafted Christian Wilkins but this dude is an absolute war daddy 
He is a physical freak, 320 pounds, 6'5". And him, Godchow, and Wilkins as an interior trio would be a whole lot of fun, and it would create a lot more chaos in the pocket than having John Jenkins or Avery Moss be that third guy up front. Derek Brown might be the best defensive player absent of Chase Young in the draft. It would make sense. It's just not a premier need. If you had to take Miami's positions of need and rank them from top to bottom, defensive tackle slash interior defensive lineman might be dead last. Jerry Judy, Andrew Thomas, Tristan Wirth, CeeDee Lamb, Isaiah Simmons, Grant Delpit, A.J. Epinesa, Jedrick Wills. These are the names that I come to with this first pick for the Dolphins. Jeff Akuda would be available, but he's already been picked in the simulator. Um, listen, offensive tackle, I think Miami's going to have big plans for the offensive line. And I don't think the value necessarily adds up with a top five pick for it to be an offensive tackle. So I'm going to forego offensive tackle. I'm probably going to forego Derek Brown. That leaves us with Jerry Judy, wide receivers, another one that's pretty far down on Miami's needs. Isaiah Simmons makes a lot of sense, too. He's a safety linebacker hybrid type player. He's what Miami would have probably liked to have gotten out of Minka, but Simmons is six foot four, 230 pounds. Physical freak. Can play strong safety, can play man to man in the nickel, can play Mike linebacker, can play outside linebacker, can blitz off the edge. I'm going to talk my, you know what? I just talked myself into it. Isaiah Simmons with the first pick for the Dolphins draft class. We're going to work through the simulator. Unfortunately, Miami's not getting any other picks until the 20s. So I'm going to be fascinated to see who's on the board for the Dolphins. Names of interest that are gone from Miami. Andrew Thomas is gone. Jerry Judy's gone. Tristan Wirfs is gone. Uh, Derek Brown is gone. Tua went 16 to the Bucks in this scenario. Grant Delpit's gone. Herbert went 19 to the Titans, which is surprising. Okay, I, we can make some hay here. I think we can really do some damage. I'm looking at the board as it's available for the Dolphins. A.J. Epines is still on the board. Jedrick Wills is still on the board. Jordan Love, the quarterback from Utah, is still on the board. Kalevon Chason is on the board. I think Epines is a no-brainer here because, if you're not familiar, he meets those Brian Flores requirements where this is a big, long-armed, physical, heavy-handed, heavy-anchor guy, more of a power player than a speed player, uh, but very much cut from the same cloth of like a Trey Flowers who the Dolphins were interested in until his price got up to $19 million per season when he signed with the Detroit Lions this offseason. So give me A.J. Epinesa. And now I have the big moral dilemma. I've got an edge. I've got a linebacker. I've gone defense with my first two picks with Brian Flores. I think there's a realistic chance something along these lines happens. Two out of three on defense or two out of four on defense. Do I risk not getting my quarterback? Because I really like the upside of Jordan Love, the quarterback from Utah State here. I think you look at what the Dolphins have been able to do in 2019 with developing players 
and you look within the AFC, what the Buffalo Bills have been able to do with a player whose floor was lower than Jordan Love's and Josh Allen coming out of Wyoming, and they've turned him into, most of the time, an effective quarterback. I know anytime Buffalo gets a tough draw, a team like New England, he's terrible. Baltimore last week or two weeks ago, he was terrible. Um, but Josh Allen has developed into a really nice player, really nice quarterback, two-way threat for a team in Buffalo who has a coaching staff who's defensive-minded like the Dolphins and also have really thrived on player development. My other option here is Jedrick Wills, but I feel like the drop-off from Wills to the next offensive tackles, Wills which in real life will be gone at this point. Let's call a spade a spade here. We're at picking 23. I'm, I'm going to draft Jordan Love because I think Jordan Love is a realistic outcome for the 23rd pick in the draft. So with our three first-round picks, we drafted Isaiah Simmons, linebacker, hybrid, beast of a defender, all-world athlete, Isaiah Simmons from Clemson to play linebacker. That gives Miami a really exciting and diverse kind of nickel package base defender who could play outside linebacker, can play strong safety. Really like what Isaiah Simmons projects to. AJ Epinesa as a base defensive end. Can rush inside if you want him to. And then Jordan Love. Uh, I'm kind of tickled pink the the fact that we've we've got Jordan Love at 23. And uh, those are our first three picks. Miami now on the clock in the early second round using the simulator. And I think Miami's going to have plenty of options to upgrade the offensive line. But are they going to have the options to upgrade the offensive line at the right spots? Um, the Dolphins, for me, have pressing needs at offensive tackle, right guard, and they also have a pressing need at center. I think the need at center is low-key the most pressing need because it's the glue of the group. So as I look to what's on the board and available for the Dolphins at positions of need, corner, offensive tackle, interior offensive line, those are the three premier positions that the Dolphins have not already addressed in this simulation. Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle slash offensive guard, he played right guard for Alabama in 2018, is on the board. Uh, Nick Harris, a center from Washington, is still on the board. Austin Jackson, offensive tackle from USC, is still on the board. Lucas Nyang, right tackle from TCU on the board. I like these options. I'm going to be willing to bet that the Dolphins spend and get at least one guard in free agency. So Dieter, a guard, whether it's Andrus Pete, Brandon Scherf, Joe Thune from the Patriots, they're going to have options. Let's get the glue here. Tyler Beattis is gone. Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma is gone. But Nick Harris, the center from Washington, I think is a plug-and-play starter. And he's an under-the-radar guy right now. But if you watch his tape, oh, if you watch his tape, you're going to really like what you see. And it's like the antithesis of Daniel Kilgore, where, where Nick Harris is athletic. He's got like a wrestler build. He's got wrestler balance. He leverages guys really well. He's persistent and sticky on his blocks. I think that's a no-brainer. And now the Dolphins, we're going to have this little run here waiting until uh, the Saints pick right now, which is projected in the 60s. 
this is kind of where you hold your breath because you don't know what you're going to get by the time this pick comes around uh, for the Saints in the second round and as it comes around for the Dolphins. <sighs> Boy. Offensive tackle still has not been addressed. Corner has still not been addressed. As a reminder, our picks to this point, Isaiah Simmons, linebacker Clemson, A.J. Epinesa, defensive end, Iowa, Jordan Love, quarterback, Utah State, Nick Harris, center from Washington. We've got four starters with four picks in the top 40. We're doing pretty good. Offensive tackle doesn't really have any attractive options at this point. Uh, the best available player is Josh Jones, who's a developmental tackle prospect from Houston. Alaric Jackson from Iowa. Not in love with any of those. Do I think I can get a starter opposite of Xavier Howard at corner at this point as well? Maybe Damon Arnett from Ohio State. He's probably our best option if you're looking for a boundary starter. But I can get him at 68. I feel confident in that. And so, I'm going to look further down the list of needs. We've got running back, safety, free safety, depending on how much we like Bobby McCain. Uh, Ashton Davis is the top available safety in this scenario. J.K. Dobbins is still on the board, though. And that makes a lot of sense to me. I think J.K. Dobbins has done a wonderful job in 2019. If you haven't seen a lot of Ohio State, J.K. Dobbins has really come into his own as far as developing into a three-down threat who is very, very effective. And with that in mind, J.K. Dobbins at 62 is going to be my pick. This is best player available, meets a position of need, not the position of need for the Dolphins, but a position of need. So we're going to go ahead and lock that in. And the Miami Dolphins are back on the clock. This is a seven-round mock draft. We're in the early third round. Our picks to this point, Isaiah Simmons, linebacker, Clemson, A.J. Epinesa, defensive end, Iowa, Jordan Love, quarterback, Utah State, Nick Harris, center from Washington, J.K. Dobbins, running back, Ohio State, with the Saints pick in the second round. We get a nice little run going here on offensive players. Still not low with any options at offensive tackle. That was the risk we ran when we opted to go with Jordan Love over a Jedrick Wills, Austin Jackson, Lucas Nyang, uh, with those two uh, picks that were invested in Jordan Love, the quarterback, and Nick Harris. But just based on the value in the draft, I'm okay with the value that we've gotten almost everywhere else. I really feel like we've we've put together five or six starters on day one for this team, which is exciting because you think about the, the development that this team has shown from 2019 week one against the Ravens versus 2019 week 14 and 15 against the New York Jets and the New York Giants. A lot of these players have come a long way, but the challenge here is this is probably going to be my last starter. Early pick in the third round, the Dolphins organic third round pick uh, because they lost their third-round compensatory pick because Juwan James didn't play the requisite amount of games. They traded away their fourth-round pick. We're going to have a long wait until the Dolphins next come back up on the clock. I believe it's still the fifth round because, as we said at the beginning of the show, we don't have compensatory picks in here right now. So I'm going to address 
the corner position. Damon Arnett from Ohio State is the quote-unquote other Ohio State corner. I think he projects well to Miami as an outside corner. He's an underrated player. He's physical. Uh, he's tough. He played a lot of this season with a cast on his hand, uh, but still found a lot of ball production, still stayed sticky, still had the ability to to re, uh, dislodge receivers off route stems. Give me Damon Arnett here with this early third-round pick, and now we wait. Uh, so I've got feasibly, potentially, not including free agency, three starters on offense and defense in the draft in the first 70 picks. And then you factor in free agency, Brandon Scherf at right guard. I know the team still likes Jesse Davis. We may be looking at one offensive tackle opening. That won't get plugged here and now. And I'm okay with that. You're not going to fill every need. And I think that's an expectation that Dolphins fans really need to check. Don't expect that this team is going to be able to check every single box this offseason because that's not realistic. We can check a box right now, though, because the Dolphins are back on the clock in the fifth round. And I'm surveying the best available players. Miami still has not addressed the safety position. The Dolphins in this draft have still not addressed the offensive tackle position. There's some safeties here I like. I think we're going to go with a safety here. We have Richard LeCount underclassman from Georgia, Richie Grant from Central Florida, Shaim Carter from Alabama. But the name that I like, the name that stands out the most to me, Julian Blackman, safety from Utah. If you haven't seen Utah play this season, and a lot of teams, a lot of fans haven't because they play West Coast time zones or Pac-12, really under the radar, really fun, really Really fun. Uh, was previously a corner, has transitioned to safety. I think this is where he projects at the next level. He's got ball skills. He's got explosiveness. He's got hitting power and tackling. He's got length. I think he can afford to bulk up a little bit, but he's 6'1", 190. Super aggressive. Love how he steps into the line of scrimmage. Julian Blackman is my pick here. Not going to expect him to be a safety early on because he's a little bit more of a developmental player but really excited about what he can be for the Dolphins down the road. Dolphins have another quick turnaround here. They're back up on the clock. And um, we can almost go anywhere here. As far as best player available, if you wanted to, wide receivers on the table. I'm not going to force an offensive tackle just to force one. I think there's some good wide receivers here that, that, that warrant some consideration. Uh, Chase Claypool from Notre Dame is available in the fifth round. Brian Edwards from South Carolina is available. Denzel Mims from Baylor is available. Antonio Gandy-Golden is available, and that's a really interesting name. If you're not familiar with him, he brings size to the table. The problem with that for Miami is Miami's got size in Preston Williams. They've got size in Devontae Parker. I think they need some slot dynamics. Are there any receivers available right now that feel like I get slot dynamics from? Juwan Jennings from Tennessee is another big body. Kendrick Rogers from AM is another big body. This might not be the spot, now that I'm looking at it, to go with a wide receiver. Oh, man. Okay. Offensive tackle might be the play here after all. Ezra Cleveland, who's a junior from Boise State, redshirt junior, 6'6", 305, athletic, 
Uh, his technique is where he really needs to develop. Uh, but I think he's a lot smoother and a lot better mover than the offensive tackle that the Dolphins took in this past year's draft, which was Isaiah Prince, who they then subsequently cut. Yikes. But uh, Ezra Cleveland from Boise State uh, is going to be my pick here because I think he's really toolsy as a left tackle um, developmental prospect. That's what I'm looking for here for the Dolphins once we hit these day three picks and now transitioning into the early second round. I want developmental starters, guys that can can really uh, turn into something years from now or, conversely, uh, rotational players. As I look through here, Dolphins back up on the clock. They're back with their organic, uh, their own sixth-round draft selection. And this is interesting. I could go with a tight end. Josiah DeGora from Cincinnati is going to be a mid to late round guy, uh, primarily a blocker, but he's pretty athletic, like surprisingly athletic. I I see a slot guy that I like here too. Uh, his name's J.D. Spielman from Nebraska. The problem with J.D. Spielman is he's Jakeem Krant 2.0. Uh, Spielman's listed at 5'9", 180. He's probably going to come up short of both of those measurements. And uh, Jakeem Grant, for as good as he is and as dynamic and as explosive as, and as fun as he is, he hasn't been able to stay all that healthy. And that's been problematic for, for Miami. Um, so I'm going to consult some other options here. One that does stand out in a good way. I know we just picked a safety in Julian Blackman from Utah. And we picked a hybrid defensive player in Isaiah Simmons with our very first pick. But Antoine Brooks Jr. is a safety nickel defender from Maryland. And if you think about how often the Dolphins are going to be in sub packages with Brian Flores, and if you think about how often the Dolphins are going to go six defensive backs and how, how much depth was stressed for the Dolphins this past year as every week somebody goes down, I think a lot of reinforcements here are necessary. And, and for that reason, Antoine Brooks is going to be my pick for the Dolphins. So uh, we have a sixth-round pick and I believe a seventh-round pick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We got three picks left to go. Okay, so Dolphins back up on the clock here in the sixth round again. Here's where I'm going to go with potential slot receiver. Uh, Denzel Mims from Baylor's on the board. This is a straight line burner, uh, but he's bigger bodied guy. He's listed at 6'3, 215. Uh, I'll take the speed, right? He can be a field stretcher from the slot. He's not as physical as what you see from uh, Preston Williams and Devontae Parker. But I like the fact that this, this is a true burner guy, whereas Parker and Preston Williams don't give you those speed components, and Albert Wilson's looks stale and probably isn't going to be on the team next year. Denzel Mims, wide receiver Baylor. Uh, Dolphins finally addressing the wide receiver position, although I think that the development of Devontae Parker and the uh, progression that we saw in eight games from Preston Williams is enough to really mitigate some of the urgency to take that for Miami. Um, two more picks. Dolphins, another sixth round pick are again on the clock. 
Let's see what we have at offensive tackle here. Sadiq Charles from LSU and John Runyon from Michigan are the best available. Interior offensive line, just because I think the, the Dolphins need to, to really infuse these position groups uh, with as much depth and competition as possible. Give me, uh, give me John Runyon from Michigan, 6'5", 320. Uh, he's been a left tackle at Michigan. Uh, natural power is not where he's going to hang his hat, but he's really good at framing his blocks, and I think he's got requisite end. I think he's got good timing with his hands. There's enough enough here that I feel like John Runyon, if you can find a way to kind of unlock some more of his natural power, you can get really excited about what he's going to bring to the table. So John Runyon, the pick, which leaves us with just one more selection. I'm going to read through everything. We're going to make this final pick, and we're going to call it a day here. Isaiah Simmons with the first first-round pick, linebacker from Clemson. Defensive end A.J. Epinesa from Iowa was my choice with the second first-round pick. Jordan Love, the quarterback from Utah, the third first-round selection. The second-round selections were Nick Harris, a center from Washington, plug-and-play starter. I think next to Dieter and whoever they signed to play right guard is, is a really nice interior trio. And then J.K. Dobbins, the running back from Ohio State, athletic quarterback in Jordan Love, athletic running back who's a three-down threat behind an upgraded interior trio of offensive linemen. We've overhauled this offense from the inside out. Damon Arnett, corner from Ohio State in the early third round, marking kind of the end of my expectations for starters out of this draft class. But that's three defensive starters in Simmons, Epinesa, and Arnett. Three offensive starters in Jordan Love. Potentially, if you want to go there, maybe they sign Tom Brady. Who knows? That's like the rumor right now. It's Tom Brady would be a good fit for the Dolphins. Uh, a lot of people around New England expecting him to go to a different team. Don't know how we feel about that just yet, but... It might happen. Julian Blackman, safety from Utah. Ezra Cleveland, offensive tackle from Boise State. Antoine Brooks, safety slash defensive back from Maryland. Denzel Mims, wide receiver from Baylor. And John Runyon, offensive tackle from Michigan. As our day three picks with one more pick left to make. And at this point, it's too good a value. I talked about J.D. Spielman already as the second coming of Jakeem Grant. You know, at least at least if Jakeem Grant gets hurt, J.D. Spielman can run a lot of the same plays. He's got kick return experience, which the Dolphins have kind of seemed to to want to get different and people involved in this season. Give me J.D. Spielman. And that, my friends, is going to do it for a seven-round mock of the Miami Dolphins, a plan to to get this team right. We, we will be addressing free agency uh, in the next time I'm on the show, which I look forward to kind of breaking down my thoughts there and where I think Miami can spend money and why they should spend money and uh, how they should spend money because they're going to spend and they should. But that's something to really look forward to as we shift our eyes to what is next on Finit to Win It. So come back, listen to our plan. If you'd like to throw together your own seven-round mock draft for the Dolphins, please feel free to do so. You can do so at thedraftnetwork.com slash mock-draft-draft. Machine.